Hi everyone, I'm Alex. I'm Maggie. And this is Socially Cause. The podcast for all things geek, nerd, TV, film and marriage. Apparently I caught Maggie by surprise by starting the uh, yeah, you recording. Yeah, you did. I meant to. Bastard. So, today we're going to be talking about the new season of iZombie. We rather enjoy it. Um, so, yeah, season four just started. Uh, Netflix just released episode one today, yesterday, mm. something like that. Mm. Um, and we just watched it literally about five minutes ago. Yeah, um, literally we finished watching the episode now. It's like, come on, let's go record a podcast. we got to record. So. we got to do this. We let the people down. We let our fans down on Saturday, Maggie. We have no fans. I blame Obama. Um, so, <laughs> I blame Trump. I blame Trump for everything, to be fair. Um, but yeah, so we just watched it. We thought we'd give you guys a quick rundown. We're probably not going to do like an episode by episode oh, synopsis God, no. or anything because that's it's too long winded. Um, so we're just going to give you our general thoughts about the kind of direction the season's heading mm-hmm. in, how we felt about the new episode, all that kind of stuff. Um, going into this, we watched the first three seasons by binging them on mm-hmm. Netflix. Um, I think this is the first series on Netflix ever that we're watching it on a weekly by weekly like yeah. episode release basis. Yeah. Like all the other ones we we've kind of picked up after the fact, mm-hmm. and obviously all the episodes have already been released. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a new experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I am looking forward to the next episode, but I'm not like I enjoyed the episode. Yeah. But it didn't end on a cliffhanger or anything like that, so I'm not like scrambling to see the next no. episode. Um, there were a couple of new developments and things like that, so. Uh, spoiler alert, going to put that out there now. We mm. will be talking about details of the episode. Sorry. Um, I'm not. So, yeah, spoiler alert. Don't you shake your head at me. I'm going to shake my head at you. Mr. Sorry, sorry, guys. Hashtag. Hashtag. Um, so, to begin with, if you haven't... Sorry, I'm yawning. Already? And there goes the microphone again. Anyway, with let's, the let's play. Game. Let's play. How many times Alex can doof his microphone? <laughs> I got a fix of this. You, you just carry on. Thanks. So, if you haven't watched iZombie before, just stop listening to this and go back and watch it because it's awesome. It's great. And also because it will make no sense to you whatsoever what yeah. we're talking about and it'll be a massive spoiler alert. So, you, yeah, you get the general gist of it, yeah. I think. But yeah, it's best if you watch it from. Yeah, and I think, you know, even if you've watched all three seasons, I don't think everything that's going to happen in this episode is going to be a massive spoiler. There's plenty of information out there about where they wanted to take it. Um, It just, it it skips quite far ahead from where season three left off. Yeah. So quite a few months have passed, actually four months, I think they said. Um, four months had passed since the end of season three, which is good. Yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. what we said. We said, don't pick it up straight after because it's just going to be boring. It'll be too... Uh, yeah, yeah. It will be too boring, basically. Um, But it picked up about four months after. And um, Fillmore Graves, who are the kind of zombie militia, have taken over the city. They built a wall because there was a mass exodus of humans. I don't know if they built a wall, though, or if... They built a wall. Are you sure? Oh, oh, right, okay. I'm pretty sure they mentioned it in there. Um, I think it was with the mayor, but the mayor was in their pocket anyway, so... Well, he's a zombie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. Actually, I was just thinking this. Why did they need the humans to stay? To 
do work and things like that that they couldn't let zombies mm. do. So, and to generally run the city. Like, yeah. there wasn't enough zombies to get mm-hmm. So, Fillmore Graves are kind of running the city. They've even got little bylaws that can be enforced, like random yeah. blood pressure checks and stuff like that. Yeah, to see if you're um, a human or a zombie. For, exactly. Like, for law enforcement and things like that. Yeah. Um, and there's a big factory where they process the brain mush that they feed to everyone and there's rationing and there's curfew and there's terrorist groups that don't like zombies that want them to end so they keep attacking them it's the usual stuff that you would expect but it's surprising that they went for it anyway because i feel like a lot of people are trying to be revolutionary when actually what would happen is people would form some sort of hierarchy there'd be a government about it there'd be yeah, it it's quite you know it took a good step I think. Yeah, it did. Um, it, it, it took a that. Yeah, that that's obviously what happens in every single zombie yeah. film. So once there's a zombie outbreak, they're mindless creatures who mm-hmm. eat basically. But obviously in in this version, I mean it's happened in a few other versions as well. Yeah. But in this version, once you become a zombie, you retain who you are as long as you keep eating brains. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go for a certain time without it, you go into what they call Romero zombies, which are like mm. just, you know, typical zombie. Um, and there's no way they can bring you back. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they, they manage to retain who they are as long as they yeah. eat brains. And, um, and what was I going to say? And, yeah, so there are, you know, departments where, I mean, it looks like zombies are running the main parts of the, the kind of operations and then the humans are more the lowly kind of workers almost yeah yeah i don't think they intend for it to be that kind of hierarchy where like zombies are above humans yeah i think they give jobs to humans that zombies can't do like for example they have humans who work at the brain processing factories yeah um because they say you know too much temptation for a zombie to Mm. eat a fresh brain yeah um and i think they need the humans to kind of run the rest of the infrastructure as well whereas most Mm -hmm. of the zombies work for Fillmore Graves, mm. who's the military company who kind of started the whole thing. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's why they needed to stop the humans from fleeing. I think it was also to stop other people from getting in and causing problems. Yes, yeah, so that was one other thing that apparently a lot of people um, got scratched, particularly if they were terminally ill. So yeah. they would scratch them so they could live longer, but Fillmore Graves are struggling to feed the zombies that they currently have, hence why also the wall was built. It was actually more to keep zombies in than to yeah. keep humans out in a weird way. Yeah, yeah, because um, you, you couldn't risk, obviously, the outbreak yeah, getting out. You know, because, you'd, you'd have one human yeah. who would refuse to accept it, and then yeah. they'd go out, and then they'd go nuts. Yeah, um, and the episode did explain the huge cliffhanger from season yeah. three finale, which I was quite surprised at. I thought they'd let it go a little bit longer to explain what happened. So nah, basically, they, they couldn't really, I don't think. I know, but I thought they would milk it for all it was worth. That where They seemed to explain a lot of stuff straight away in this first yeah. episode. Like it kind yeah. of went over everything, which is maybe why you're a little disappointed that right now we're at another point where I was, we don't I wasn't know. disappointed. I was actually quite happy they dealt with it in that yeah. way. Instead of milking it and just dragging yeah. it out over a whole season. Yeah. They had this first episode. They explained what was going on. It's like, great. Now we can pro- we can progress with a new yeah. storyline as yeah. opposed to just, just rehashing that. Yeah. One. And... Sorry. You're on again. Yes. Um, so the big cliffhanger from the season three finale was that Ravi came up with an antidote to zombieism so he came up with something that couldn't cure zombies but it could prevent zombie cure from 
like zombieism from taking over and he wanted to test it and he did that by injecting himself and then having Liv scratch him and it was left on a cliffhanger where he made a joke about turning into a zombie but you didn't actually know whether he turned into a zombie yeah, or like, not like that was it um and in this episode i thought they dealt with it quite cleverly where <laughs> the antidote works but once in a while the zombie will take over for a few days. So like he was in the morgue and then suddenly he got a craving for brains, even though he hadn't had it all yeah. day. Um, and he like kind of said to a video diary, you know, uh, here comes my regularly scheduled kind of zombie 72 hours. Yeah. And I have to say the way Ravi deals with being a zombie is just hilarious. I, I, mean, just, I yeah, love him. Ravi's honestly. that character, isn't he? He's the comic relief. Yeah. It, like when he's serious, you know, it's serious. Like, yeah. Ravi is, he's, probably the same as other people he's, he's hands down my favorite character like, yeah he's, he's terrific he's awesome <laughs> he's just everything he's great yeah and basically Liv and Clive keep doing their jobs yeah Clive's bay is now what looks like leading the precinct yeah so chief basically of police all the I other coppers are zombies so they solve crimes by beating the brains which yeah. you know um at least that's what it looks like. So Clive yeah, is the I don't only know if all isn't. of them are, but at least like there's quite there's a few of the detectives yeah. who are and things like that. Yeah. I think that I'm not sure if they're a regular police anymore, if it's all just like Fillmore Grave soldiers. Yeah, because they have like military patrols on the street and they have a curfew and things like that. Um, so I think they they kind of just keep the detectives around, obviously mm. for. There's like human on zombie crimes, zombie on human crime, human on human zombie. You get the point. There's still yeah. crime. Like, yeah, there's still <laughs> which, crime. Which again, they deal with that in a really good way. You know, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be jumping straight into this harmonious living situation. Mm-hmm. It's like even if eventually both sides did come to accept that's how it is, there would still be friction. You know, there's always going to be friction. There's always going to be like race wars and things like that. And yeah, it, it kind of deals with that by saying like, yeah, you know, we've turned these people into zombies, but they don't accept it mm-hmm. so we still need to wall off an entire city and have military patrols and have armed conflict like in the first episode uh majors on patrol with like three of his guys and uh, they get attacked by a couple of people with like molotov cocktails mm-hmm. um th- they call themselves the dead enders mm-hmm. so it's like uh, the human zombie resistance basically mm-hmm. um so you know they know things like that are always going to happen yeah and even though they had this grand plan sketched out, they were forced to accelerate their plans when a lot of things went wrong at the end of season three. Mm-hmm. Um, so they don't have the steady... Well, they were basically supposed to completely move out of yeah. Seattle onto their own island. Yeah. And then they would... Wall con- that off. Yeah, because Fillmore Graves owned the island, so yeah. they would wall it off and have a, a steady supply of brains coming in from like hospitals they owned around the world and people donating them and things like that. Um, but they made a good point where they're like, it's a good thing there are still humans living in the city, otherwise they probably would have just been like nuked by now. Yeah. They would have just been bombed out like yeah. immediately. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot going on in the start of season four, which yeah. I was kind of happy with. Like I say, I'm glad yeah. they didn't drag it out. Yeah, I'm glad. So they've well. taken. I, I like what they did with Major, where mm. they've taken him from being a soldier and kind of t- put him back to being a youth counselor because mm. that's that's what he was always good at, and that's yeah. what he always was at heart. He just yeah. wanted to like help kids. Um, so now they have zombie kids who don't know how to adjust and they have a lot more problems to deal with Mm now um so chase graves who's the leader of Fillmore graves um put him in charge of like a new youth youth group i guess um with the kind of not so hidden agenda of recruiting these kids into Fillmore Graves. But surprisingly, these kids actually see that as a good thing, being recruited into Fillmore Graves, because they get an endless supply of brains and their families are better off 
Yeah, the, and, yeah, the brain so, packets are like rationed yeah. in the streets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so people are, are generally more unhappy because they don't get the right amount of brains. It actually mm-hmm. affects their mood. Mm-hmm. Um, so when these kids start eating more brains, they become happier and they mm-hmm. talk more and things like that. And, and Major sees it. And he's not happy about Ch- him, Chase Graves, just using him to recruit these kids. But at the same time, he kind of knows that it's it's what's best for yeah. the kids. They get extra rations. Like you say, their families are taken care of and things like that. So, It's an interesting concept. And I think hmm. they've taken it really cleverly. I, I thought it was really well yeah, done. It was, yeah. And I thought, you know, the way that they approached the whole situation was interesting it's just it's just different from what you would expect and yeah. it's really nice to see that it's like a like you know like it's so nice to see that they made chase graves actually a good guy in the end like he didn't mean to be so radical he yeah, didn't he wasn't, want it he, yeah like it he seemed like him. yeah he seemed like he was gonna be a dick yeah but then he wasn't like no. he was still he was sticking to his, his mother who used to own it and then died the sister you sure mm-hmm so yeah, she used to own. She used to be in charge of Fillmore mm-hmm. Grays, and then she was assassinated. Um, and it was he kind of came in and immediately were like, "Oh no, he's going to be a complete mm-hmm. dick. He's going to mess up the plan and everything." But he didn't want to. No. But he knew as soon as stuff started going south that he needed to mm-hmm. kick, you know, Plan B yeah. into action. Really. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, you were kind of like, "Oh, that's such a dick move." But now looking back, you're like, "Okay, no, you, you yeah. definitely did the right thing." And it's thing. it's nice to see that. Uh, fundamentally military man is being yeah. portrayed as being really good quite civil and, yeah. yeah and doing good things like for example the kids like he probably also knew that it was partially yeah. that major wanted them to have more rations but as long as they are you know good soldiers and they don't talk back they're gonna have a good life so why not i mean, I mean he's still he's still got a bit of an attitude he's still kind of military centric but I, yeah i think that's because he that's knows he that they need mm-hmm. a strong military presence in order to keep order really mm-hmm. because they don't have enough soldiers now and they're having trouble with obviously the dead enders mm-hmm. and there's people who have turned into zombies who don't want to be zombies mm-hmm. i guarantee there'll be people who are zombies who refuse to eat brains and it's like what do you do with those guys because at, yeah. at the end of the day they're going to be they're going to turn into romero's they're going to have mm-hmm. to be killed mm-hmm. like they bring in uh the death penalty for mm-hmm. zombies who it, it so it becomes illegal for a zombie to scratch a human mm-hmm. Out, you know, out of whatever it's a crime, mm. unless it's like sanctioned by someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and in order to deal with those zombies, they come up with a death penalty where there's a guillotine, but mm-hmm. instead of the blade, it's it's just an anvil. Yeah. So your head basically gets crushed, which I think is a little bit too violent. theatrical. They yeah. could have just shot him in the head and it would be fine. But, they could have also yeah. just used a regular guillotine once the yeah, head is separated yeah. from the body. But I guess it's it's more of a, an image thing. Yeah. Where we're like, don't don't do that. This is what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. So. And obviously, um, Blake is still there. He's still got the club. He's Blaine. still Blaine. Sorry, yeah. yeah. He's still doing his own thing. Where he's like, I do like he's how a complete dick. Still. I know. I like how Chase is keeping him in t- in check. He's like, yeah. I will keep you open for another week, and then you have to give me more information yeah, about so, the underground. So, like he, so he so has Blaine to feed basically him. feeds him information that's going on in the underground, like people selling black market braids and things like that. Like Blaine keeps yeah. Chase Graves up to date. Chase is like. Yeah, you can stay for another week. Yeah, I like um, that. It's good, but you know for a fact it's going to come back to, oh, God, to bite yeah. him in the air. Like, already Blaine's plans have called yeah. shit because his dad has been rescued from the well. Uh-huh. And I th- he's a bit mental. He's very mental. <laughs> so he basically ends up getting taken out of this well by his 
former like bodyguard as hitman whatever so then he kills his bodyguard he of doesn't need his brain or anything he no. just straight up kills him and then i think it's because he the bodyguard wanted a reward for taking him out of the well mm. so he kind of just got pissed and killed him um and he ends up going to a church mm. where there's like oh like a community center mm. that's been turned into a church there's a sign outside saying like if you you've know, been zombies turned, can be worry. saved yeah. yeah and there's this preacher you know there's always a religious element so he walks in <laughs> And he completely takes over and he kills the preacher and starts eating his brain and invites everyone else to eat his brain. And he's saying, like, God has asked him to assemble an army. Mm. So, obviously, he's a bit mental. Mm -hmm. So he's going to probably kickstart this zombie revolution. And there's going to be zombies fighting zombies and humans caught in the middle probably picking sides as Mm -hmm. well. And, yeah, it's all heading towards this massive... Like, already it's all all steam rolling towards this massive... Yeah. Yeah. In Seattle. Just one city. Yeah. Fighting each other. And you have the humans who, obviously, they all have weapons and things like mm-hmm. that. It's America. And then you've got Fillmore Graves, a private military corporation. And then you've got um, Blaine's dad. I can't remember his name, but he's obviously mega rich. And he's got tons of connections and he knows mm-hmm. where to get guns and things like that. And It's all steamer. You, you can, in this first episode, you can already see it's steamrolling towards this massive yeah. climax. And that's yeah. not even taking into account what the outside world is going to yeah. you know you can guarantee the american military is already debating ways on probably taking them out yeah cleansing the city they've probably already said well there's only x amount of civilians there we could just i was gonna say there's gonna like, be a trump like president isn't there who's gonna well, be like I mean, let's yeah. just kill the entire city Fuck but it. then you've also got the rest of the world who will be dealing with it because obviously news will be out so there'll be people all over the world going oh well i think this guy's a zombie let's kill him so they'll be using that Mm. as their own political agendas and things like that and there'll be corporations of people out there who are like oh let the zombies live you know mm. they, those kind of humanitarian well zombitarian groups mm-hmm. i guess um so it it's good that this first episode takes a look at the much bigger picture i think yeah. instead of just saying like petty squabbles like oh yeah exactly it's... like you still have live and clive because that was one of my main concerns like what the hell are they gonna be yeah because obviously clive's not clive's still human yeah um but yeah, they're still, you know, detectives. Yeah. <laughs> Liv still works in the, the ME's office. Yeah. So does Ravi. Yeah. Like, a lot of things haven't changed. They've just yeah. kind of adapted, which, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it is a really clever way of looking at it. Yeah. They're, it's not, not, they're, like... not, they're not just saying four months on and using that as an excuse to completely change everything. Yeah. They've taken this four months on thing really well and said, this is how we've adapted. We've built yeah. a wall. There's ration problems. Yeah. Kids on the street, and they've addressed all these problems, and they're like coming up with ways to yeah. deal with them. It's really clever. Like, it is I, really clever. I can't fault them. No, it's really good. It's really good. I'm glad that they've taken this approach. Yeah, like obviously things them. are weird between Clive and his bay and things like that. Even though they seem to be getting on quite well at the end of the third season. Yeah, uh, where you know she turned into a zombie and he was helping her dye her hair and you know comforting her and things like that, which is really sweet. Yeah. Um, because obviously she realised that he wasn't lying about the whole zombies yeah. existing. Um, so I don't know what's happening with them. No, that me wasn't either. really addressed. It didn't. It, it was addressed in the sense that it didn't look good. No, it um, looked like they might have clashed at yeah, some point. So, but yeah, it's it's. I like how they've addressed all the elements. Yeah, I also love how Liv has now called full zombie mode, beast mode, beast mode. <laughs> It was only a matter of time before it was something ridiculous. Cause yeah, because she, yeah, she, she's the brains of like a zealot, like fanatical Seahawks fan. Yeah. And uh, she's arguing with... Uh, uh, fan. Uh, and a, a different, different sports team fan. It, I don't remember what it 
vaginas. I don't fucking care. No. So anyway, she's arguing with this person, and this other person pisses her off so much that she starts going into full-on zombie mode. Like Cl- in an argument? In, in, yeah, in, in an interrogation room, in an argument. And Clive's like, Liv, calm down, you're going full-on zombie mode. And she's like, it's called beast mode! <laughs> <laughs> it was really good because it was like what <laughs> what because obviously full on zombie mode is a bit of a mouthful yeah. eh? it's a beast mode <laughs> um, so that I was just it. they've managed to keep like they, I can't fault them they're really no, good at writing really and good. scripting and all that kind of stuff Ravi's still the the, uh. <laughs> the brain that he eats in that moment uh, was like um, a, a was an inventor like a professor yeah. yeah he was like super clever and he, he came up with tons of inventions yeah. and things like that but he was also like an avid nudist. Which he calls a naturist. Yeah. So he's like, oh, Robbie's a nudist. Did I not tell you? And Robbie's like, naturist. <laughs> <laughs> he's just naked all the time because obviously he's on this plane. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, it's just so good. Uh, honestly, I am so looking forward to the next episode. And, and like, there's like this other side bit where there's, you know, there's a leak in the Fillmore Graves yeah. food supply chain where it looks like some of their, some of the Fillmore Graves soldiers are... Do like have a black market, market of, yeah, yeah. Of, of brains that they're selling out to the public, basically. I'm curious as to where uh, the Scratching Post is getting their brains from still. Because mm. I know... They had the contract with Third World Hospital. I know, but how's it getting in there? Because obviously, yeah. that's one of the things I want to... They'll address that, I yeah. imagine, because they're really good at that kind of thing. I want to address the logistics of how our supply is getting into the city. Because obviously, Seattle can't function by itself. Could it Where be are they that, getting the brains from? Are they getting Could it be that in? because of that whole partnership between Blaine and Chase Graves, Graves is actually supplying him with a few brains, but obviously with the blue juice, you yeah. only need to eat a small part to make it more potent. Like maybe, it's more potent, know, like, so maybe they've got a deal. Because I figure it in my head just now. I'm kind of equating it to the scratching post is basically like an opium den. Yeah. So yeah. the, the way the brain mush works is that it mixes a bunch of brains together and gets rid of the visions that you mm. have, so you just have food. But obviously, eating a brain by itself gives you visions, and in your brain that's dunked in this blue juice gives you really intense long visions. Um, LSD, so it's, it's, basically. Yeah, it's, it's like a drug den, basically, yeah. where they go and get blue brain. Yeah. Um, and Which obviously, guess, there's, there's like prostitutes there and things like yeah. that. Yeah, and I guess... Chase Graves recognizes that people still need a release, even when there's zombies. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he knows that Blaine serves to... a purpose. Like he probably wouldn't shut him down unless Blaine forced him yeah. to. But it's good to. I think he's using it to remind Blaine, just like mm-hmm. remember who's in charge here. Mm-hmm. Which Blaine needs, but you know for a fact he's plotting and oh, scheming, God, yeah. and he's going to mess everything up. Oh, and then God, his yeah. dad's going to come along and throw his plans into whack. It's just going to be a mess. <laughs> And you know, for and it's really frustrating, but at the same time, it's like it's what makes the show so yeah. good. But it's yeah. like, why couldn't everything just work out? Like Blaine would have been fine. A dick. Blaine stopped being a dick. The zombies could have gone to an island. Everything would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> like it's just. But I yeah, know. that's that's what makes it a TV show. Again. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So overall, we love it. We want to know more. Yeah, still tell us it, more. Still enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. So we will be watching it week by week. Like I say, we won't do like an, no. an episodal rundown. We may tweet about it every now and again or something yeah. like that. But you know. Um so yeah, we wanted to just give a brief overview of season four. We'll probably revisit this at the end of season four. Mm. And see where see we got if to. there's like a season five or if that's the end of it. I think I read somewhere that there will be a season five, but don't quote me on that. Yeah, I think I they'll vaguely... see on the viewership figures. Yeah. Um so yeah, we'll see. It. We'll revisit it afterwards and see what which one of our predictions kind of came true and things like mm-hmm. that. So, um, yeah, um, so it looks good. My zombie's still great. If you haven't watched it, 
and watch for it. some reason you listen to this entire completely spoilerful episode, yeah. still go and watch it, to be honest, because yeah. it's still going to be great, it's even so if you awesome. know what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's plenty of things we didn't talk about that happened in the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's still worth yeah. a watch, if you We recently re-binge-watched it, yeah. and it was still good. Because we were like, season four's coming out, we need to rewatch it, yeah. get back up to speed with it. And it was honestly still really good. Yeah, I like, mean, there were a couple of things that we forgot about, yeah. and we rewatched it, and we were like, oh shit, I forgot that happened, oh my god! So, so yeah, it's a uh, you know it's something one. new every time. It's like one of those TV shows. Mm. Um, but yeah, I guarantee you won't be disappointed. Yeah, really. The scripting's excellent. The casting they did really mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, everything about it was super, really good. So yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so we'll revisit it later anyway. So moving on to our regularly scheduled segments, <laughs> yeah, which are rough and our GN. Which one would you like to do, darling? Alex, which one would you like? You always ask me. I'll give you the option this time. But it's because I'm a gentleman. I'll go with the rough. Because I, I don't know about would. the GN. Okay. Um, Maggie, do you have a random useless fact for us today? You know what? Weirdly, I do. You do? Wow. Oh, tell us. Tell us more. Well, so, random useless fact is what we give you as your arsenal. <laughs> Alex, stop staring at me like that. Stop it. <laughs> In your arsenal mm-hmm. for those social situations, those awkward times when you want to break the ice, when you want to seem clever, we got you Be covered. Smart yeah, you know, we got okay. you covered. We got you covered. So today, the average talker sprays about three hundred microscopic saliva droplets per minute. About three, no, two point five droplets per word. Wow, that's just made me. F- rethink this microphone and we're gonna have to wash these film covers at some point Um, but yeah i mean if you get sick of people spitting in your face literally every human on earth does it (laughs) your mouth is full of saliva all the time it's gonna happen um so there there you are you know that's that's the random useless fact Mm -hmm. alex do we have some good news today you know what no Oh. No, I can I totally got good news. I, you. Um, so today, today's good news is actually something I'm quite excited about. Mm-hmm, as, mm-hmm. as a man who wears glasses, I don't mind wearing glasses, but it would be, you know, super handy. Um, we've got Maggie trying to put me off, just failing miserably, because I'm like unflappable. Um, I've just completely thrown her off more than she's trying to throw me off right now, which is hilarious. So, a team of Israeli scientists have developed a kind of eye drop that can heal damaged corneas and fix a patient's near or long sightedness. Um, so, I believe I believe they're called uh, nano drops. It was something along those lines. It's, it's patented anyway, and this team of Israeli scientists have... Um, I know, right? And they've tested it, and it actually repairs the cornea in your eye, and they've fixed people's eyesights with it so they're starting to do more tests and starting to think about like rolling it out and things like that so um yeah i am super excited about that one Woo! right so exciting i told you i'm unflappable um so surely the word isn't unflappable yeah unflappable i thought it was uh, 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 <laughs> I know English is my first language, and but Maggie that doesn't sound flammable. right. I'll, I will Urban Dictionary this thing after we're done. Okay, so... Not even Urban Dictionary, it's a real thing. Anyway. So that is really exciting, though. I do agree, that is awesome. Um, it's like... It, it's such a good idea. Literally like, repairing people's eyes. Yeah, because obviously they've only done it with lasers up until now, and even that, you need to be in a certain... Um, 
like range yeah, of yeah, near yeah. or short near or long sightedness um to be able to qualify for LASIK. So that's pretty awesome. Alex, are you looking at more details or shall I just continue with the podcast? I'm, I was trying to remember what they're called. Um, yeah, nanodrops. Mm-hmm. Nanodrops. Um, were called by the guys at Barland University where they were invented. Well, they've tested it on pigs and it works. Um, and it, pig eyes are actually very close to yeah, human the eyes. Most, the you can sometimes can get, transplant pig corneas onto people. Nice. Same with like pig hearts and things like that. I don't know why pigs. You'd think monkeys, but whatever. Um, if shown to have the same results during clinical testing on humans later this year, the treatment could waive the need for eyeglasses. That would so, be awesome. Yeah. Imagine that. A cure for like short and near sightedness because i've got a really weird thing where i've got one eye that's short sighted and one eye that's um long sighted so like my glasses are super weird wasn't it that one of your eyes used to be bad and the other one was healthy yeah now wearing glasses is like progressively made it worse oh. so these eye drops would be great yeah please <laughs> um, bring them out but anyway so, thank you very much for listening Find and us on Facebook, Twitter, yes. Instagram, on our discussion board on the Podient website. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know any good news. Let us know any bad news. And we're sorry about that, but let us know because we want to help you. Let us know any random uses facts that you have. Yeah. They can be about your life even. That will be pretty hilarious. Um, and yeah, talk to us, please, because we want to make this a community. We want to make this more open. Yeah, find us on Podium, find us on iTunes. If you find us on any of those websites and you can, leave a review. It's always super helpful. Mm-hmm. Subscribe if you want to. Um, that would be absolutely fantastic. Uh, if you want to support the channel a little bit more deeply, uh, there's a Ko-fi button, Ko-fi, whatever, on the website. Um, mm-hmm. So if you want to buy us a cup of coffee, support the channel, show some love, that would be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, because... Sherry's caring. There we go. Um, so, yes, thank you all very, very much for listening. We do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a shout if you want to talk about some stuff. Let us know what you want us to talk about next episode. Um, but other than that, I think, think we'll it. just see you in the next episode. Yeah. So, thank you very much for listening. I've been Alex. I've been Maggie. And this was Socially Cause. Bye.